of the night, the most trusted source for top-to-bottom coverage of everyone's favorite mid-90s animated program, Gargoyles! Wow. All the sound effects. Yeah, you really got that iced coffee flowing through your blood, huh? I am your host, Liz Zirkel. And I'm your co-host at this morning radio zoo show, Daniel Williams. <laughs> Thank you for matching me. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about? We're talking about your morning drive. <laughs> Now I expect you to do the rest of the episode in that voice. <laughs> oh, boy. No, thanks. So, Liz, today we're covering Gargoyles Season 2, Episode 48, The Reckoning. This episode aired May 7th, 1996. It was directed by Dennis J. Woodyard, and it was written by Lydia Murano and Gary Sperling. Now, this was one of those situations where it was like story by, teleplay by. <laughs> Somebody put in more work than the other one. I don't know which is which. Probably Lydia. <laughs> wow. Shots fired across the bow, Gary. What are you going <laughs> to do about it, huh? Well, listeners... Before we get started today, as always, we would just like to ask everyone if they could leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And uh, something, something, enter butt joke here. I don't know. I forgot to write one. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Where's your butt joke energy? <laughs> I thought that was a grade A job. You know what? Lying just makes me look even dumber. Okay. Liz, this week we're starting off... At a favorite location of mine, the Gold Cup Roastery. Yay, we love it there. And sometimes I forget that the Gold Cup Roastery is also a weapons tech research center. Yeah, you know, I actually did forget that myself. because I was trying to figure out what the hell Demona was doing at this place. Stealing coffee beans. You know, free coffee. Get it, girl. I mean, I don't like to think it's just a front for a weapons tech research center. I like to think that they both design and develop weapons technology and also roast killer coffee beans. Killer indeed. Ah, I get it. So here we see a couple of young gargoyles complaining to dad that they're bored. Ugh. When are we going to do something fun, dad? Duh. Sounds like you uh, have some experience with that. I know the tone well. <laughs> they're also complaining about it's so mosquito-y. Ew. Is that something that happens in New York City? They got a big mosquito problem? No idea. <sighs> Didn't do our research again. I don't know. New Yorkers, tell us, do you have mosquitoes? Yeah, do you guys even know mosquitoes? <laughs> do you even know? <laughs> you guys. Uh, so, apparently there's been a rash of weapons tech thievery <laughs> recently. So, what we're actually doing is staking out the Golden Cup Roastery. Yeah, which Goliath explains, and immediately as the words are out of his mouth, a big explosion happens. And they're like, ha see, this is why we're here. <laughs> yeah, and a bitchin' gargoyle mech suit emerges with Demona inside. <gasps> My mother? Angela really has early Goliath is my dad energy. Yeah. <laughs> in this, where it's like, <laughs> my mother. Mummy. Mummy. Yeah, we get it, girl. That is your mother. Sorry that she sucks so much, but you get what you get. Like, Goliath is a good dad, so settle down. And I like how he kind of rolls his eyes here. He's like, yes, don't remind me. I like how his face was like, I have many regrets for my past sex life. <laughs> 
You know what I'm really bored with, though, is Brooklyn's rage boner for Demona. Yeah, like, get over it, dude. Yeah. But I guess Brooklyn just has to have a boner at all times, whether it's horny boner or rage boner, so. I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Information I did not need to know. (laughs) Now for the rest of the episode, Liz is going to be incredibly uncomfortable. (laughs) Brooklyn has been affected by Demona, I think, the least all things considered. But he is so angry still. It's a little exhausting. It is exhausting. And like, dude, you've been carrying this grudge for a long ass time. There are better things to focus on. Demona is hardly in the picture these days, and we'd like to keep it that way. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) So they take off after Demona, and nearly right off the bat, we get the customary gargoyle gets electroshock sequence. But (laughs) this time it's Brooklyn's turn. (laughs) He thought he could get the drop on Mecha Demona, but this bitchin' suit has shock powers, so he is knocked out of this fight, like, immediately. (laughs) That's what you get for having a rage boner. You don't think things through. That's true. You're thinking with that angry dick. That dick is so mad. So do you think Deluxe made this suit? No, I think our other villain for this week's episode did, because... Why would Deluxe be helping Demona? Yeah. There's no reason for them to be paired up anymore. Right. This seems like a recent build. Or we would have seen it in previous episodes. And it immediately gets destroyed. Yeah. That's because Deluxe didn't make it. (laughs) So this suit, speaking of, it's got a cool laser blaster hand and like a Captain America shield or something on the other arm. Yeah. And you bringing Deluxe up makes me wish that he had built it. Yeah. (laughs) Because we get to see it in this one episode and... It gets destroyed in like two minutes. Yeah. It would have been fun to see it reappear throughout the series, maybe with upgrades and shit. Maybe this isn't the end of it. Maybe we see it moving forward. That'd be fun. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, so Demona and Goliath are tussling and Angela tries to jump in like, Mom, Dad, stop! Stop fighting! But Demona still doesn't know who she is. So she's like, you, I recognize you from Paris. Who are you? I'm like, girl, you literally are looking in a mirror. Who the fuck do you think she is? She's like, I know all the gargoyles. I'm like, do you? Do you know Turquesa? Do you know Kai? I don't fucking think you know all the gargoyles. Chill the fuck out. (laughs) You think you know, but you have no idea. Do you know the London ones? Do you know Griff? And Uni? And I don't remember the other's name. Come on, it's Leo. Leo, the easiest one. Yeah, the easiest of them all. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Liz. Well, Goliath is dealing with Demona and doing better than Brooklyn did. For some reason, it doesn't electroshock him the same way. It's still glowing blue, though. Yeah, and like then like a red sequence happens that like goes through her and also him and he's like but it's not the same like electroshock pain he punched exactly the right spot to change the color of the electricity i don't i don't know (laughs) red is the explodey kind of electricity yeah like she doesn't have power over it the suit's just going haywire or whatever yeah so she crash lands and she climbs out a little woozy and the suit explodes and it throws her across the roof knocking her unconscious. Liz, listen, I don't need to say it, but we do need to be concerned. (laughs) (sighs) But she's not dead. She'll just have, you know, brain damage later, but so does everyone else in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Which maybe explains some of their actions that they choose to do from time to time. But they decide that Demona, like, enough is enough. 
it's time to imprison her, but they don't really know how. So like, they can't just bring her to the people jail. And Goliath is like, yeah, and we can't keep her in the clock tower because during the day she's a human. She'll just escape immediately when we are stone. Good point. Well, but they figure out somewhere they can go. Yeah, Brooklyn has an idea. So we move to the labyrinth. It's been a while. It has been. This is King Talon's domain. He rules all. (laughs) The plan is the mutates will keep guard during the day and the gargoyles will have a rotating night watch at night. Yeah. Which does mean that there will be one fewer defenders of the night guarding the city. I hope that's not a problem. (laughs) I don't know. They never mention it. Yeah. It it never really seems to be a concern to them. Yeah. When did Talon and his pals build a prison? I guess when Fang went all buck wild. Yeah. It's very advanced. It's got like a giant glass wall and everything. Ugh, fucking Fang. If I never have to see him ever again, I'll be a happy camper. (laughs) And you mentioned old Toof because in addition to Demona, he is also serving time down here. Yeah. Boy, I hope that's relevant. And I hope we don't hear from him for the rest of the episode at the same time. You know, as I was watching, I was like, oh, God, why is he here? Is he important? Also, I wish you would stop talking. Oh, God, it's so tough. Oh, my God. He just like literally doesn't shut up. <laughs> he does not shut up. And he has a real, I don't know. There's something about that voice actor that the way he talks, it just like grates my ears. I don't know why. And it's I'm sure the voice actor is very talented. It's just, you know, the voice that he's doing for this. It's just Jim Belushi. Oh, is it? Yeah. Jim Belushi, I don't like your voice. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and and the words that come out with it just don't help. <laughs> yeah. He is the most annoying in this episode that he's ever been. And that is saying something. Well, so Angela decides that she wants to take the first watch and Goliath isn't sure that that's such a good idea. He's like, oh, you know, I would let you, but... And then Grandpa Hudson steps in to side with Angela. But does warn her, hey, your mom is a devious little bitch, so do not listen to anything she says. She is not to be trusted. She is capable of anything. And Angela's like, note it. I don't know why Hudson stepped in to take Angela's side, but... Okay, I guess. I guess, you know, he's like trying to be like, as an elder here, Goliath, you're being a little too overprotective. But it also seems very much like a dad-daughter issue, (laughs) not a clan issue, but whatever. Well, these are strange circumstances. Typically, all of the elders raise all of the children. Right. So. Yeah, so maybe he's just used to that. They don't have boundaries. Yeah, Hudson's just doing it the way they've always done it. Now, did you notice while they're talking to Talon... I think it was backtracking just a little bit when they're still like in the sewer area that there was another mention of a mosquito. And he's like, yeah, I know we have mosquito issues. Sorry. So at that point, I was like, okay, this is the second mention of mosquitoes in like five minutes. There's something going on. Some mysterious mosquito action. Later that night, Angela is literally just sitting in a chair staring at Demona as she lies there unconscious. (laughs) How much time do you think has passed? Because something, something brain damaged Daniel's usual rant. And I don't want to say because it's a spoiler for later in the episode. Oh, you mean the part that doesn't make sense? Yes. Yeah. But assuming she is actually unconscious, it's very troubling that she's been unconscious. At the very least, it's been hours. She's brain dead, man. So (laughs) eventually she... Wakes up by sounding her customary Demona moan. Ah. She's got a very sensuous moan. (laughs) 
Because everything that they have to want to do has to be sexualized. Yeah. And Liz, this next bit goes through a whole range of emotions in a really short amount of time. Demona wakes up angry and confused and she realizes she's locked up and she jumps at the bars violently ready to take a swipe at Angela. And Angela tells Demona she's her daughter. And then I guess it's not really a range of emotions. It's just anger. Now that I say it all out loud, Mm. then Demona gets even angrier. That's when Angela gives Demona this history lesson. I've been living on Avalon. Princess Catherine brought all the eggs there after Castle Wyvern was attacked. Typical humans. They pillage the castle and steal our children. No, it wasn't like that. The princess saved us. She's part of my clan, as you are. Know this, young one. Humans have no place in any gargoyle clan. Goliath has lost sight of this simple truth. I'm also really tired of Demona's hatred towards humans. Right. It's also very boring. And the fact that Angela's like, I've been around really good humans. Like, I literally have been all over the world now. And she's like, you don't know what you're talking about, little girl. Sorry you've had bad experiences, Demona, but that's literally no one else's experience of who's around you. I hate humans, even though I constantly find ways to ally with them and also am one 50% of the time. Yeah. Your shit's tired, Demona. And then Tooth has things to say and I don't know I kind of just wish someone would tie him down and fill his mouth with sand (laughs) so then we jump time and Lex is the one who is watching and he also is just sitting at a chair creepily staring (laughs) like guys bring a fucking book (laughs) yeah also he is perched on the back of a chair sit the fuck down you weirdo what are you doing (laughs) the bat in him is coming out (laughs) My cats don't do this, but do your cats jump up on the top of doors or cabinets? No, thank God. But they do like being on the back of chairs. So maybe it's that kind of thing. <laughs> I have one cat that's too old and one that is way too fat. <laughs> I don't know. He's being a weirdo is what we're saying. Yeah, he's got cat in him for sure. <laughs> Demona's is just chilling in bed, lying down, totally not basic instincting. <laughs> when she clicks a button on her belt, which I thought looked like a different belt than usual. Mm, changing up her wardrobe. Well, Liz, this little button, when she pushes it, a little door opens up, causing a little robo-mosquito to be released. Yeah, which then goes over to Lex and attacks his neck, and he's like, ah, mosquito. Lexington, how did you not notice any of this? You're you're staring her down. Yeah. I'm how- going to both be over-observant, but not notice anything. <laughs> Lex can sleep with his eyes open. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Fucking Lex. Lexington, come on, bud. So this mosquito, plot relevant, as it turns out, because we move to Nightstone Unlimited. And they have quite the headquarters for only recently being incorporated. Oh, is it a new place? Nightstone Unlimited is the business started by Thalog and Demona. Oh, right. Duh, I forgot. Yeah. A very large, very fancy building. Yeah. He stole a fuck ton of money from Deluxe, and Deluxe hardly noticed. Yeah. <laughs> So you just got to steal from the rich, man. Yeah. Steal from the rich. <laughs> That's the lesson of today's episode and every episode of Defenders of the Night. <laughs> well, that means Thalog is probably somewhere. But first we see Dr. Snape, at which point I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this just like a reunion episode? Everyone from the past is just showing up. Yeah. I'm shocked that Fox and Deluxe didn't pop up somewhere. Oh, that would have been fun. It would have been fun. I miss them. They're just... Busy being new parents, though. They don't have a life right now. They don't have a life, what, with their 10 nannies. (laughs) They don't have enough nannies. No. Need more nannies. 
Ugh, Dr. Snape. Yeah, Dr. Snape. He, okay, he extracts the DNA sample from the robo-mosquito. He says something forgettably creepy. I don't know. It's Tim Curry. He can just make sounds without words, and it's horrifying. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> and he puts the DNA sample in some kind of purple juice beaker. I don't know. Purple juice beaker. The purple juice beaker was ready to go. It was just waiting for some DNA. And purple juice goes into the science machine, and bam, we're doing science. I have no... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That sounds exactly like science. Yeah. You put the DNA sample in the purple juice beaker, and the purple juice beaker goes into the science machine. And you, <laughs> Experiments. Well, this is when Thalog decides to emerge from wherever the fuck he is. Yeah, he was just <laughs> hiding in the corner waiting for this shit to go down. <laughs> and then he just laughs very creepily. Yeah. This episode is the return of the maniacal laugh to commercial break. So, Oh, my God. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Liz, would you care to join me in some maniacal laughing to commercial break? Sure. Listeners, are you into alpha males, badass leading ladies, and happily ever afters? Then check out another great Calamity Cast podcast, Dick of the Week, where I chat with my other two co-hosts about everything we love and sometimes hate about both writing and reading romance novels. So grab a glass of wine, get comfortable, and let's get down and dirty about romance. Find it on CalamityCast.com or wherever you find your podcast. <laughs> oh, we're back <laughs> you guys maniacal finger guns <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a maniacal pew pew yep. so <laughs> we're still in nightstone unlimited yeah that was fun so i assumed that dr snape was an employee of nightstone unlimited but this is more of a contract job as it turns out mm. we see him close up a briefcase stuffed with singles <laughs> And that's it. We move back to the makeshift prison. Which, like, why didn't they just put the commercial break there? <laughs> like, what was the point of that? I feel like it's because the laugh to break wouldn't have been quite as effective if they'd had a conversation and then he laughed. Yeah. If I had to guess. That makes sense. Although we didn't need to see Dr. Snape get his cash payment. Yeah. So the underground illegal prison. We kind of jump right in the middle of an argument between Angela and Demona here. Yes, but that, that doesn't explain how you could have done so many terrible things. How can you judge me? You've been hiding on a magical island while I have been out in the real world. Demona, I feel like we know you pretty well. Maybe Angela doesn't, but Liz and I know you pretty well. And yeah. you're probably a megalomaniac. Yeah, like you are so stuck on this revenge plot idea. And you've been trying and trying and trying for like a thousand years. Aren't you sick of it, girl? Aren't you bored? You have the love of your life. Just fucking fuck Thalog and get on with it. You know what you should try and do? You should try and conquer space. Oh, yeah. Go up to space, gargoyles. and space. Yeah, just try and win space. I don't think it'd be very hard. Just go up there and claim it. All of the ancient aliens are down here now. <laughs> it's true. So Claw shows up while they're fighting to wordlessly remind Angela that it's nearly dawn and 
She decides she's going to bed down for the night right fucking there. There's no way she would have made it home anyway, because she immediately turns to stone. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. She's like, oh, well, I'm just going to stay here and stare at my mom while I'm a stone. I am so ready for them to just give Claw a fucking personality. That's all I want. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, she turns to stone, which means it's time for Demona to turn into a human. Now... The way Tooth acts here is as if he hasn't been sharing a cell space with her for days. Yeah. Why is he acting like this is the first time he's ever seen her turn into human? Yeah, also, Liz, is he staying awake all night? I don't know. Do mutates sleep? Yeah. I'd assume they do. I don't understand the question. We have to sleep. We all have to sleep, Liz. Yeah. Do you mean like, do they turn to stone? No. It is weird that he's just chilling wide awake all the time. I mean, I guess with Angela and Demona fucking shouting in each other's faces all night, it'd be hard to sleep, but he's just sitting there yeah. hanging out until this transformation happens. And then Liz, Ugh. this. Kinky. This is a children's program. Right. Like, I know there's plenty of times that there's horniness and whatnot, but it's at least more subtle than this, typically. Also... Can you imagine being a child? Unless the word kinky meant something else in the 90s, but I highly doubt it did. And just be like, mommy, daddy, what's kinky? And they're like, where the fuck did you hear that word? Gargoyles. I, I don't know why that happened. So we crossfade to two months into the future, okay? <sighs> and Goliath shows up for guard duty. He and Demona have an interaction here. It's not remarkable because of the content, but more for the fact that it's a back and forth that you think would have happened about two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> she says something like, oh, it's my judge and jury uh, here to, I don't know, but you've been seeing him probably once a week. Unless somehow he just hasn't been going, like everyone else takes a turn and they're like, Goliath, it's your turn. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I really have this thing I need to do. Ooh, can Sorry, you take my I, turn? I'll get you next time. I'll get you next time. I'll do a double. I'll do a double next time. And then he just keeps pushing it and pushing it until finally the entire clan's like, Goliath, get your giant ass over there. I know you want to avoid your ex, but Jesus Christ. It's your fucking turn. And he's like, I'm sorry, Dreamboat just doesn't like me spending time with her. <laughs> and then suddenly there's a rumble and a shake and the earth begins to quake. It's Thalog. He's blasting through. Liz, he blasted through the ceiling. <laughs> like, was he just like drilling his way down? Like, we are underground here. This would somehow suggest that there's some kind of room or space above them. <laughs> what? Oh, there had to have been a better way, dude. Like, blast your way through the entrance. <laughs> yeah, follow one of them. I don't know. If you don't think too hard about it, it's pretty classic gargoyles. Just burst down from above. We've seen that. I mean, it's a very standard Goliath move. Yeah, we've seen that many times before. So it makes sense that Thalog also has that programmed into him. Yeah, it's buried in his DNA. <laughs> Must destroy ceiling. Gargoyles love crashing through ceilings. You can't take that away from him. <laughs> Well, because he blasted through the ceiling, said ceiling falls on Talon and Goliath. That was handy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what a coincidence. <sighs> and Demona says to Thalag, your timing is impeccable. Is it? I guess she's saying, yay, you got to knock out Goliath, but like literally. Oh, yeah. But okay. I guess. I don't know. That makes sense. I was thinking like she was left there to rot in prison for like two months. Yeah. What kind of shitty timing is that, bro? <laughs> Which also was my thought. I was like, what the fuck took him so long? But 
I feel we learn pretty quickly what took him so long. We do. I don't know that I buy it. Like as a throwaway line, sure, fine. But when you put any thought into it, it doesn't make any sense. But we'll get there. (laughs) So Thalog blasts Demona free and they embrace. And and before they leave, Liz, Demona grabs a blaster and kills everyone else in the room, including Tooth. Well, I mean, I'd kill Tooth, too. I mean, yeah. well, he's annoying as shit. (laughs) And, you know, you don't want to leave these two very powerful adversaries alive to foil whatever plots and schemes you have cooking. Obviously. Yeah. It's a smart thing to do. Get rid of your enemies. Duh. But instead, she just leaves them be. She doesn't even, like, tie them up or anything. Hmm. And then she was like, Tooth is not smart and annoying, but he might be useful. Should we keep him? No! (laughs) Do not keep this man. Leave him to rot. But they decide to keep him. Okay. Knowing what I know about the rest of the episode, still don't understand why they decided to take Tooth, but... No. Okay. He's useless in everything he ever does. Liz, they jump through the hole in the ceiling and fly away. How? I don't know. I think our girls forgot that we were in a tunnel here. Okay, well, Talon and Goliath stay knocked out just long enough to let the villains escape. And as soon as they escape, these two come to and chase after them to Liz, an amusement park? A creepy-ass amusement park, indeed. Got some real Joker vibes going on here. For sure. Have we seen any gargoyle villain use an abandoned amusement park as a hideout? I don't think so. I think this is a brand new vibe here. And it does not make sense for Thalog as the villain. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I guess the closest we've had to that is when we were in Japan and they made that whole indoor amusement park thing. Yeah. But this is like abandoned, creepy Coney Island sort of amusement park. But it doesn't look so abandoned. Like it almost looks like it could be used during the day and it's just shut down for the night. Like it's not like falling apart abandoned. So I really don't get it. I think this is a Nightstone Unlimited property. He's just like, I'm going to buy that. And Demona's like, sweetie, love of my life. Why? He goes, I don't know. I just like the vibe. I like these crazy <laughs> mirrors I got in there, man. All of a sudden, Thalog uh, got really into surfing. I, I don't know, babe, but uh, these, these mirrors, check them out. <laughs> I look so tall in this one. So <laughs> Goliath and Talon are in no real rush here once they get to this weird amusement park. So Goliath leaves and he goes for reinforcements while Talon just hangs out. <laughs> He's like, please hurry. Like, don't leave me here. <laughs> I don't know why, but this amusement park is really giving me the creeps. <laughs> and he doesn't take very long to return with the rest of the gang. And we get a plan of attack, Liz. Yep. We will take them from all sides. Hudson. You and Talon go in through the back. You three take the roof. Angela, come with me. So, you know, let's do that plan. (laughs) Talon and Hudson go through the front door. And immediately, Tooth appears. Right. And he electroblasts Talon in the back because he's a coward. Word. (laughs) But not Hudson. Oh, no. Because some kind of Hudson demon clone steps in. What is going on here? Who is this guy? Creepy as fuck. You know, all horrifying nightmare clone business aside, this guy, he's wearing pants. (laughs) See, Thalog knows what's up. He's like, I don't understand why they're still wearing loincloths when pants are available. I'm going to make my clan wear pants. Yeah, I noticed that. And now I know that Hudson wears leggings sometimes, or does he wear them all the time? I think he pretty much always has them on. Okay, so maybe that's why the evil clone Hudson is also wearing pants. 
I don't remember what the other clones are wearing. They were too creepy. I didn't really study them. <laughs> okay. So evil clone Hudson, he's got a mace and he takes a couple of swipes at non-evil clone Hudson, regular Hudson. You know, I'll just call him Hudson. And uh, we move to the bros and they hop down through the a vent in the roof <laughs> Because, Liz, that's what roof vents are, just big holes that aren't connected to a ventilation system or ductwork or anything. <laughs> Similar to what we were talking about earlier in the labyrinth, where, you know, it's just a hole from up to down. That's all we need. <laughs> they love their holes. I get it. We all love a good hole. <laughs> They're looking around. They've never been to an amusement park before. They don't know what to expect. They are in a funhouse maze and... Broadway immediately wanders off. Mm, okay. We have Lexington and Brooklyn, who I guess are really easily distracted because they just start going through the maze, like opening doors and shit. <laughs> and it allows their nightmare clones to sneak up and attack. Broadway, buddy. You could have helped them. Yeah. Like you three are supposed to be working together, not just like going off on your own solo adventures. Yeah, while Lex and Brooklyn are getting attacked, we quickly cut to the back entrance just to see Angela and Goliath. Didn't need it. (laughs) They don't give us anything. (laughs) No, because then we immediately move back to Broadway, who he is fucking around with the funhouse mirrors. Yeah. Oblivious to the fight that's happening like 20 feet away. Like they're all still in the same room together. (laughs) And this is where he looks at himself and he's like, that's not how I look. And then... His creepy giant clone appears. Yeah, he's a big guy, this clone. Yeah. Well, now all of the bros are being attacked by evil black-toothed hellspawn, and we can go back to Angela and Goliath. Oh, good. These two seem to be always in and up in dungeons. (laughs) What a weird thing. (laughs) It's a weird father-daughter thing. (laughs) We just like our dungeons, yo. We're just always wandering around creepy dungeons. NBD? (laughs) Whether they be in London in the back of a bookshop or, you know, in Japan in a fake castle wyvern, you will always find dad and daughter in a dungeon. (laughs) Don't think too hard about it. Uh, Especially with some things that are said moving forward. Oh. Not between those two, but with just... Anyway, Thalog just wanders in and is like, hey. (laughs) He's like, yo, I got your boys here. And so he opens a door. Yeah. And all the palgoyles are just unconscious together. They're just in a pile. A pile of bros. Well, as Thalog takes us to our second ad break with more evil laughter, Liz, his clone clan scurries into frame for like a quick pose. <laughs> like we cut to a wide shot and they're all like running in like, ha, we're here. Evil. <laughs> and we get more evil laughter to break. <laughs> In modern day Bristol, someone is copying one of the most infamous serial killers of all time, Jack the Ripper. Only this time, the story is different. A woman survives and decides to get her revenge by taking the law into her own hands. But in so doing, she awakens a darkness deep inside her. If you like suspense, thrillers, and serial killers, tune in to Jane the Ripper, an audio drama. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 
we are in a creepy amusement park. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you noticed here, but we pan across all of our palagoyles. Lex is sitting in a chair. (laughs) It is very much possible. (laughs) He just chooses not to. Yeah, he was just being a fucking weirdo. (laughs) Okay, buddy. I just like perching, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. I prefer to perch. (laughs) Well, Demona comes in and enters the picture now. Yeah. And she's like, Goliath, what do you think of my new clan? That's Brentwood, Hollywood, Malibu, and Burbank. I named them myself. Fun names. I like the California theme. It's not as relevant as the bros and their New York names, but that's, you know what? Whatever, man. <laughs> also, why California? Like, has she even even been there? Well, I, what do you want? Delaware? <laughs> St. Louis, Kansas City, Springfield, <laughs> Kirksville. Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> so, these fucking losers... <laughs> With their black teeth and their dumb faces. Pale imitators, am I right? I mean, how many turkey legs can these fools even put down? One each? (laughs) Fucking Brogoyles are champions. And they're purposely not smart. Like, Thalog explains that he didn't want to make things overcomplicated while programming them. So, their one thing is obey Thalog. Yeah, that's all they know. That's a shame. That makes it a little sad. It actually is really sad. Well, with that objective in mind, now it's time to kill the Palagoyles. Yep. Starting with Angela. Which, like, come on, dude. You know you were just asking for Demona to have a big reaction here. Or Goliath. Like, what the fuck? What's your damage, dude? He doesn't want the fact that his love has a baby with her ex-love, and he must destroy everything that's connected to Goliath. Which is so weird, because genetically, Thalog and Goliath are identical, so it's like... Angela's his daughter. Right. The DNA is exactly the same, bud. (laughs) She's your daughter now. Yeah. This is when we learn, Liz, Demona's capture was staged. Now, we hinted at it earlier. So, was she actually unconscious? None of this makes any sense. She seemed like she was actually very much hurt. Yeah. They knew that they were going to then go lock her up somewhere? Like, what? What if they just killed her? (laughs) Well, Thalog doesn't care because he has a special side piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how did they know that the gargoyles were going to team up with the mutates and put her in an underground prison? What if they'd shipped her off overseas? For all they know, they could have teamed up with Deluxe and be like, hey, we know this castle has some dungeons. Can you lock her up? Man, they could have teamed up with Deluxe and fired her into the sun. <laughs> that too. Like you said, I guess Thalog would only have cared a little bit. You know, like, oh, That's going to really set me back a week. Okay. (sighs) Thalog. So it was staged to get Demona in the same room as Angela so she could convince Angela of stuff, evil things. Yeah. Like Thalog is like, look, you got your chance with your daughter. You gave you two fucking months to try to win her over, but you failed, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't super duper convinced that that was the plan because we didn't get to see a ton of interaction with Demona and Angela. Yeah. Like we saw the one time where she obviously was like, Goliath makes bad choices and humans are the worst. And Angela's like, I mean, not really, mom. And that was literally day one. (laughs) That was the first day she was there. Yeah. So (laughs) did she even try the next two months? (laughs) I mean, yeah. As far as we know, they had two conversations. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So 
learning all of this kind of pisses off Angela enough that she's like, I hate you, Bob. God, you're ruining my life. Uh, I never want to talk to you again. That's my Angela voice. I think it's pretty good. I think it's spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, pal. Thanks. Angsty girl, whiny voice. Perfect. (laughs) Nailed it. So Thalog is like, cool, cool. Obviously, you two don't like each other or Angela's not interested. So I'm going to fucking kill her. Yeah. Demona doesn't want that. No, she's like, she hurt my Fifi's, but I can't let you do that. That's my daughter. What are you doing? And so she jumps Thalog and tries to knock him over. And they're so willy nilly with their blasting in the show. (laughs) Like, just destroy everything. It's fine. Yeah. And, you know, he's not angry so much as he is upset. But you know what? Luckily, Thalog's got contingencies. Oh, God. Like a secret clone girlfriend. What? And so a hidden door opens and out steps Delilah. Oh. And she's pretty good looking. She's not creepy like all the other clones. You can tell he put some uh, love and care into this one. Yeah, he's like, if I could design my ideal fuck doll, what would she look like? Turns out that's Demona and Dreamboat. What? So I guess Thalog does have a little bit of Goliath's tastes. <laughs> <laughs> So like you said, Delilah's not a brain-dead clone. She's smart, but still programmed to do whatever Thalog says. Like any good woman should. Am I right, fellas? Woo! Woo! I hope Stephanie slaps you in the face when she listens to this. (laughs) Yeah, but this is when Delilah's like, yes, master. And I'm like, oh, God, Thalog is a daddy dom. (laughs) Yeah, even I was like, ew, no, yeah. Like, Stop it. Oh, this is very Daddy Dom, and I don't need him to go that direction. This is such a wild turn of events, man. Yeah, what the Who fuck? would have expected this? This was like the one shock to me, I feel like. It was like, no, I expected a clone of Demona. I did not expect a Demona dreamboat. Yep. Kinky ass motherfucker. Very strange, but it was a fun twist. Not gonna lie, she was a very attractive gargoyle. Liz isn't gonna lie, she's really turned on by this gargoyle. Listen, she doesn't have to fucking explain herself to you guys. <laughs> Thalog, you made a pretty woman, okay? Just saying. I mean, her tits could have been bigger, but you know, whatever, man. Am I right, fellas? Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. All right. Enough of that. So Thalog tells Delilah to smoke all these fools. And this is when we get our big end of episode fight. Shit really gets going down when Demona switches sides ever so briefly to free all the Palgoyles. And we get what I thought was going to be a really massive melee. All these people fist fighting in this tight, confined space. That is going to be really brutal and intense. And uh, no, they all file out one by one to go fight elsewhere. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, I know it's not the typical MO for Gargoyles, but and I'm just spitballing. Maybe you guys should just pick up that blaster and waste all these fucking losers. <laughs> They're just clones, man. They're just dumb clones. That's your DNA. You can shoot it if you want. They're barely sentient. Uh, Kill these clones. Well, they don't. They t- Okay, fine. They won't. I guess they're <laughs> just more pure of heart than, than you. Some, oh, I was going to, I was going to, wasn't going to be so targeted, but yes. <laughs> Liz, I would totally kill my evil clone without hesitation. I mean, to be fair, evil clone probably don't want that running around, right? But Thalog has been running around this whole time and Goliath hasn't killed him. You know, especially because in a lot of situations, clones have like the opposite kind of facial hair. You don't want a clean shaven this running around. Can't even picture you without a beard. Picture my sister. (laughs) That's not even a joke. That's just the truth. (laughs) Met my sister. You've met me without a beard. Fair, 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 fair. Anyway, kill your clone. (laughs) 
But Liz, like, like I said, they go out in single file. That was weird. One by one, guys. Come on. No pushing. We're going outside. But Angela and Delia do not. Yeah, it's weird that they're the pair here and not Delilah and Demona. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't either. Or this would have been a good time for some reason Dreamboat to show up. Dreamboat doesn't ever show up, which I thought was strange, but it's not her episode, whatever. Yeah. I think she'd be interested to see Delilah. <laughs> What's going to happen then? Because Delilah can't just go away, right? Surely not. That's going to be weird. Yeah. Oh, God. Is she going to be a regular character now? Or reoccurring, at least? I just hope that somebody warns Dreamboat, like, okay, so there's a new person hanging out in the labyrinth, <laughs> and don't freak out. But she's kind of your clone. <laughs> also, Thalog wants to fuck you, apparently. <laughs> but only if you have wings. So, you know, it's... Oh, boy, we really should have clued you into all this earlier. <laughs> so, so, outside, the two mutates, Tooth and Talon, they're flying around, blasting, and catching roller coasters on fire. So, I have to say, initially, I thought that was a metal roller coaster. And I was like, oh, my God, yet again, something that shouldn't be, like, catching on fire. But I was like, oh, it's a wooden one. Okay, that's more acceptable. Or maybe the mutate blasts are just that powerful, man. Maybe. <laughs> and from here to the end, it's kind of a jump from fight to fight to fight. Talon pretty easily takes out Tooth, and we move over to Thalog versus Demona and Goliath, and that's fine. Demona is angrier at Thalog than I would have assumed. I mean, I guess she just feels like abandoned or like, I don't know. This whole situation is very weird because I guess Demona is angry at Thalog first off because he replaced her like that, but also because he tried to kill her daughter, and apparently her maternal instinct decided to click in finally. Sure. But... I truly don't understand Demona's reasoning. Like, her switch here just doesn't quite make sense to me. Like, the fact that she's actually working with Goliath and, like, helping the gargoyles, I don't know. It just seemed really strange. Yeah, especially since this is not the first time Thalog has betrayed her. Yeah, but she still went back to him before. Well, from here we cut over to the bros using teamwork. <laughs> oh. Who would have thought? It's kind of your guys' whole thing normally. Anyway. They handily defeat their clones, and there's really nothing to write home about here because the clones are kind of dumb, so... Yeah, a lot of uh, swinging open the door to the Ferris wheel and smashing them in the face. Yeah, it's fine, it's fun. The big thing here is that this fire is spreading that the mutates started, and it's destroying more and more of the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And Demona and Thalog, guys, find a different place to fight. Not in the flames. What the fuck is Goliath even doing in this fight? Like, I feel like he doesn't do much. Goliath is just flying around like, hey, what you doing? You guys okay? You need anything? Need some water? I'm not going to get involved here. No, I'm going to go over here and see what they're doing now. Okay, I'll be back. I'll be back. You guys doing okay? How about you? It's weird. He's not doing anything, really. <laughs> and Demona's like, I told you to fucking hang out with Angela. And he's like, oh, oh, right. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> like, you left your daughter? <laughs> yeah. And so he goes looking for Angela, who I'm sure had a really killer fight with Delilah, but we didn't get to see it. Yeah, they didn't show us any of that. No. Instead, we just see Angela leading Delilah out in chains. She nailed it. Somehow, like, her fighting skills are improving. But really, Angela, the least experienced fighter here, somehow managed to take down Delilah, who's actually, like, a fully formed, coherent clone and not just, like, a brain of mush. Well Liz, she's been alive two months, top. so maybe Delilah hasn't spent much time in the ring. Maybe. 
Yeah. Be fair to Angela. She's actually been working on it. Delilah just popped out of a science tank. But she's fully programmed to take down people. She's fully programmed to listen to Phalog. Yeah. But Delilah's captured and she's like, she's like, I don't know what's fucking happening. All right. (laughs) Getting the chains? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And then we move back to Demona and Phalog who are just being irresponsible in this huge fire. Go fight somewhere else. It's not safe. That looks so dramatic. It does. (laughs) The roller coaster, it collapses and it kills them both. Bye, guys. Never again will we have to deal with these two assholes. Well, we know that's not true. Come on. We can We can hope. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I had a realization that if Demona actually is dead, I don't care. <laughs> right? Like, I have no sad feelings about that. Well, for some reason, Angela does. Yeah, she has a big reaction here. She, like, collapses to the ground and is sobbing, and Goliath is like, oh, God, what do I do? <laughs> Mona was an asshole to you in every interaction. But then she's like, I told her that I hate her. And then she sacrificed herself for me, daddy. I don't know about that, Angela. Why don't you just bring it down a couple notches, all right? And, like, I guess Demona did decide the end, like, ah, don't kill my daughter, and, like, attacked Thalog, and then those two turned on each other, but, like, is that enough to really forgive her for a lifetime of all the bad shit she's been doing against the gargoyles constantly? No, I'm gonna say no. Yeah. But Goliath is, like, they're there, and I just found it really interesting that... In his brain saying, like, something along the lines of, it may have been a new beginning for her and for us. I'm like, is that really comforting? If you're like, oh, if only she had lived, perhaps she would have changed. Had she not been dead, perhaps she could have gotten better. Perhaps she could have been the mommy you've always wanted if she not had just been brutally murdered by a roller coaster. Like, Goliath, keep that to yourself. I don't know. She had a good mom. Princess Pee-Pants was a good mom. Yeah. I mean, sure, this fucking lady shares your DNA, but who gives a fuck? She's an asshole. Yeah. I got no mom issues. What? (laughs) I'm just saying, just because you're related to a person doesn't mean you have to have a relationship. That's all I'm saying. No, that's very true. But apparently she doesn't understand that as, I mean, like every interaction she's ever had when she's realized someone's her family member. Yeah. I don't know you, but you are not the most important person to me ever. Grow the fuck up, Angela. Okay. (laughs) Stop grieving. Get over it. Oh, God. So speaking of grieving, Liz, the clones are pretty bummed, too, because now they've got no master. And I don't know, is Talon the nicest dude? Because he's like, you guys can just come live with me. (laughs) What? Like, you're just taking in all the strays, man? (laughs) Is he the nicest or is he like plotting something that none of us have any idea about? Oh, shit. He's building an army. Yeah. He still hates Deluxe. He's like, oh, no, I'm taking that motherfucker down. With my army of mutates and clones. Yeah. It's the slow burn. Where the fuck is Maggie in all this? Oh, she is preparing to start a thruple. Mm. No, hold on. That can't happen because Delilah is part Talon's sister. Never mind. No, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, boy. What if no one told him? <laughs> Yuck. Ugh. So Talon's taken in strays. Angela's sad that the last thing she said to Demona was, I hate you. And I don't understand Angela's thinking that Demona sacrificed herself. 
Because what Demona did was a selfish act of vengeance. Always. She was so stubborn, she'd rather die in a fire fighting Thalog than find safety if it meant that he escaped. Right. Like, you literally could have taken that fight to a non-burning amusement park item. Yeah. If you need to be on a ride, go hop on something else. There's plenty to choose from. Yeah, chase each other around on the carousel. (laughs) That'd be hilarious, actually. They should have done that. Blasting all the animals that are on the carousel, thinking it's the other. Fight on a carousel. That would have been a much more interesting fight. Well, sorry, Liz, but it's too late because they've burned to death. And that's the end of the episode. This is not the first time that we thought Thalog was dead. I'm just saying that. Yeah, well, he's definitely dead this time because I said so. Now we go to Bray. Will Jack, the gym-loving male nurse hottie, manage to win the heart of the spunky blue-haired web designer Maggie? Join us to discover if this unlikely pair will have their happily ever after or fizzle out in the end. Love and Lust Season 1 is available for your listening enjoyment now at CalamityCast.com or anywhere you find podcasts. Liz. Yeah. We're back. And like I told you before we started recording, I watched this episode a few days ago. And according to my notes, it seems like I didn't like it a whole lot. (laughs) Like my notes sound annoyed. But in going over the episode again, I think it was it was all right. I think it was pretty decent. What did you think of the episode? Initially, when watching it, I was kind of annoyed. I don't understand what Thalog was trying to accomplish. I think it's the main thing that annoys me. He makes these clones and they fight, but like, to what end? What was the point in the capture? Like, they could have accomplished everything without having Demona take a capture. They could have just showed up at the clock tower or literally anywhere that the gargoyles are and all of this could have happened to be like, haha, my clones. I guess to try and convince Angela to join the dark side. Um, but we didn't get enough of that to fully understand that that was the idea. But also, like, I still don't know, other than Angela, what the goal was. I think they wanted an evil clan. Just because? Yeah, I think Thalog was like, you know what I don't have that Goliath has? And I don't like that I don't have something that Goliath has? Friends. How dare he have something I don't have? You know what? I'll just invent my own. Based on his, because that's not creepy at all. But also, I'm going to make them mindless. Yeah, that's He was making an army and not a family. Yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right there. Liz, what did you think about Thalog giving Delilah a red jacket? Because I thought it was hilarious. That didn't even click in my brain, but that is very funny. I'm very intrigued by Delilah. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting moving forward. I hope they don't forget. We've got 17 more episodes. Mm. She better pop up at least once. I hope that Delilah and Claw end up together. Why? I don't know. He's like the brooding silent one. He's troubled. He probably can talk. He's just refusing to. Their love makes him realize that it's okay. And he can start enjoying life again and stop whatever traumatized him. I don't know. Something, something, something romance. Oh, that's what we're doing here. Okay. Not that you can't live a wonderful, loving life without speaking, but he's choosing not to speak. And Delilah is who helps him conquer his past trauma. I gotcha. I'm on board now. Okay. Okay. I think that you should write that fanfic. Yes! 
<laughs> One more question, Liz. Isn't Demona still essentially immortal? Is she not tied to Big Mac anymore? Yeah, this is why she's not dead. And I don't know why they're like acting like it's not impossible to kill her. Well, I wasn't sure if that was the case or if after the Avalon saga, if they were pulled apart by the Weird Sisters. But haven't they shown up since then? Yeah, they were in Paris together. And weren't they still connected then? I don't remember because Thalog was using Big Mac to try and kill Demona, maybe. But also fuck her? (laughs) But also, yeah, they wanted to have a weird threesome. So either I'm not remembering entirely or the show is forgetting that Demona and Big Mac are still connected. I don't remember which it is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm sorry, listeners. I don't remember. Dear listeners, if you remember, tell us, please. But if she is still immortal, then why are we shedding any tears at the end of this episode? Right. I don't know. Overall, I thought it was fun. I liked the Delilah twist. Delilah definitely saved it for me. Didn't like all the tears shed from Angela because Demona's an asshole. Yeah, I'm really intrigued what the future holds for all the clones because there's gonna have to be something there. Yeah, I think that's what saved it for me. It's like, oh, the implications are interesting. Yeah, and I really want Dreamboat to meet Delilah. That's gonna be so fucking weird. (laughs) If you were Talon and your half-sister clone (laughs) was suddenly homeless, you would probably be like, yes, you're part of our clan now. (laughs) Yeah, but what about all the other clones? He just loves a stray. He does love a stray. Well, Liz, that's it for us, I think. I think so. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this week's Defenders of the Night. Many thanks go out to Ian. Wham Bam, thank you, Ma'am McGowan, for creating our interstitial music. Thanks, buddy. Check him out on Instagram and Twitter at easy underscore breezy underscore Mac and listen to more of his music at goodeedmusic.bandcamp.com or sweetgumstl.bandcamp.com. If you want to talk gargoyles or your favorite clone war, use the hashtag gargoyles on Twitter, where we're at calamitycast, I am at zirconator, and Daniel's at underscore DS Williams. On Instagram, we're at calamitycast network, I am at lzirkle, and Daniel's at underscore DS Williams. Find us on Facebook at CalamityCast, email us at CalamityCastNetwork at gmail.com, and visit CalamityCast.com for even more podcasts. If you're a fan of Defenders of the Night, check out Patreon.com slash CalamityCast and sign up to support us. Damn it. (laughs) A dollar a month from you is like a shot in the veins for us of drugs. (laughs) For one-time contributions, you can always use PayPal.me slash CalamityCast. Don't forget to check out our store. Head to our website, click the shop link at the top of the page, and enjoy capitalism. We'll be back next week with Season 2, Episode 49 of Gargoyles, and an episode of Defenders of the Night that's worried about clone dental hygiene. Get those guys some toothbrushes. Yeah, get equipped. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.